Pickaxe. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hi, everybody. What's up? Welcome back to the Triforce podcast featuring your favorite three guys in the whole wide world. That's mm. right. It's uh, me and Lewis. Hey. Peering Flax. And we're here today to talk about Brexit and Bremain because it's topical. <laughs> today is the day, right? But you won't get this until a week later. So yeah. uh, we can talk about um, our predictions. And then in oh, a week's time, sake. you can be like, holy shit, those guys had it so wrong. Um I predict most people won't vote because I don't think anyone gives a shit. So I think you're totally, totally <laughs> wide of the mark there, dude. Yeah, I think it I might don't be. know. It feels like it's been all that's been talked about on TV and newspapers lately. I feel like a lot. Well, of that's because there's nothing else to talk about. They hype it up as this big thing, but like, I don't think it is like a big deal at all. Yeah, it's actually. like Overwatch. It's all, yeah. all hype and no it's substance. Just all, it's all hype. I don't hype. like it. I don't like Overwatch. I, I, I honestly, like in a week's time, I think people will Do be... Do you like the EU, I though? I think people will be glad to not hear about Brexit anymore for, for a week. Because it was that out fucking joke. If I have to hear that joke, breakfast, Brexit sounds like a shitty breakfast cereal. If I have to it hear does, that yeah. one more fucking time, I'm yeah. going to just right. strangle someone. If anything, at least that will end. I'm yeah. going to be like that bear in The Revenant. Spoiler. Uh, just really angry. There's a bear um, in The Revenant? Yeah, 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 I watched The Revenant. Yeah, I watched no, it the I've weekend. Seen it, I've seen it. I, I mean, I God, it, it was it, a good film. Really? Yeah, I enjoyed mm. it a lot. I thought it was great. I just like. I still need to see it. The, I meant to go see it in the, the movie theaters, but I just um, in the don't get a chance. Theaters. I don't get a chance to do that. So <laughs> in yeah. the movie theaters. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I wanted. I hope to. it'll be coming soon to a movie theater near uh, me. It's actually come and gone already, Peter and Flax. I'll have you know. You'll have to wait for that one to come out to rent. On yes. VHS yes. or DVD. <laughs> or yeah. alternate formats like Betamax or yeah, yeah. whatever they had in other, Japan. Other formats are available. So yeah, Brexit, right? There's two choices. Yeah. You're either a pussy that hates England and you want to stay uh, with the European masters and bend over and get fucked by Brussels. Or you're a racist that hates people and you're literally killing people by not allowing them into our country. You fucker. Yeah. So there's two choices. Be a no, pussy no, no. There's, but or be a there's, racist. There's, a, there, there, there's one, there's, the, there's like a technicality there. It's not that they're not going to let everyone in. They're going to let people who are useful in. And that makes you even more racist because people yes. are like, well, if these people can't come over, what happens to the NHS? And they turn around and say, well, obviously we're going to let doctors in for Christ's sake. <laughs> so that makes you more racist, right? Even more so. That makes you worse because you're like, well, we don't want janitors, but we we want brain surgeons. So it's, it's a, <laughs> you it's never a have to worry on that front. Problem of 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 two bad options, right? It's like every election, there's always you have to choose the lesser of two evils. I mean, the American election, Trump versus Hillary, holy fucking shit. How is either of those outcomes a good outcome? Could you, I mean, yeah. holy, that is going to be a bad one when that comes around. No Man, one's going to, if they no combine though, the they could be that. thrillery and that would Do be. Do you think you're sick of Brexit? <laughs> I'm already sick of Trump Hillary. This is yeah. the thrillery. thrillery. Or Hump. Or 
or hump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I can I could live with hump actually. Oh, I've got the hump. Jesus. Yeah. Someone posted uh, on in one of the can't remember what thread it was on the Yogscast subreddit saying, "Can we please not talk about American politics because it like triggers them basically." Yeah, right. I think that this is what you're going back to what you were saying about there being too much uh, stuff in on TV about politics and how it's going to destroy the world. Yeah, it's yeah. become the new Armageddon. We used to talk about the Cold War and how the the commies had nukes. They got nukes pointed right at every school in this country. God damn it. Yeah, yeah. That's and why, then, like, my parents and probably your parents had to like do those drills where they hid under their desks in case that duck and cover. Because you know that's going to help. You know, of when course. A, when when an A bomb goes off and melts everything. If you're you, under a desk and it melts yeah. onto you, you'll die quicker. That, well, yeah, that's it. I become when desk you're here, man. the nuclear. <laughs> Be sure to use sellotape to stick cardboard cereal boxes over your windows. Yeah. Quick, do it quickly. You only have 30 seconds. Oh. Where'd you put the fucking sellotape? I can't find it. It's in the drawer next to the scissors. Yeah. I can't find the fucking scissors. Boom. That's how you go it's out just, bickering it, about It's that age tape. old, like, it's, it's, the, it's the climate of fear thing, right? And then, but nowadays... You're fearful of like weird shit. You're not you're not scared that bombs are gonna drop or whatever. You're scared of like people who are gonna suck total balls at a job getting into the job and stuff like that. Like that's the new fear. That's taken over from like um thing like tangible fears, like you know, dying because of like an atomic blast. Yeah. To Sorry. just being Ru- scared that Trump's gonna get in and somehow fucking, you know, cause some problems or whatever by just being a doofus. Sort of thing. Doofus. He's such a that's doofus. why people are yeah, that's why people are scared nowadays. I, I actually love watching him talk because he feels like a, a an imposter to humanity itself. Like the way he talks is like someone who'd been told this was how people talk, but he doesn't yeah. actually know on a fundamental level how to talk like a human being. I think he's great. There was a, he was in Scotland and that he, he has this weird way of doing everything where he almost looks into the distance when he says stuff like he's so busy they said are you pleased to be back in Scotland he goes I love it I'm so happy to be back in Scotland I love it Scotland is great I love it and he just kind of but he's not talking to anyone he's just kind of looking into the distance like there's a bird headed for him is that an eagle is that a, it's coming right for us he's like Rain Man <laughs> it's just so weird it just goes Trump off on one is coming towards us did you just uh, drop 25,000 toothpicks on the ground I, I, I'm pretty sure it's 20 5,000. No, yeah. he just yeah. two. Definitely by my other pants at game one. He's like Rain Man, yeah. but not skilled in, in, in that. <laughs> yeah. That's like two no, toothpicks there. He's, a ra- he's Rain Man with no redeemable <laughs> yeah. qualities there's whatsoever. Like, Mr. Trump, there's like clearly over a thousand to this. Two. Two toothpicks. <laughs> two. I, I love two. Scotland. Did I tell you I love it? <laughs> Make the best toothpicks in Scotland. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, there's, Jesus there's Mrs. Christ. F. Sorry, you lads carry oh. on. I'll be back in a minute. Right. You All go right. and say, say hi. hi for us. So are you yeah. going to vote, Sips? Have you gone out? I'm I've not allowed already. to. Apparently, we were we were possibly going to be able to, but because we're 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 a dependent territory and not we have we're self-governed and everything no over here. No way. Yeah, we don't get the chance to vote. So Jersey don't we're get affected to by it though too, I think. Um, you know, like whatever whatever the outcome is, but I don't we don't get a say. Whatsoever. There was a thing, um, thing I read the other day about this, and it was it's somewhat someone in, um, I think, the French Prime Minister or someone in charge, some, some, maybe someone elected bureau, Brussels bureaucrat, said um, that if the UK left the um, EU, it would become as irrelevant as Guernsey. Right? Wow. Now, now Guernsey is obviously Jersey's little brother, right? Yeah. So 
I mean, it's kind of, or is Guernsey Jody's big brother? Which one's the big? No, do you Guernsey, have like a little... Guernsey's smaller, so I'd say definitely yeah. the little brother. Which one had Bergerac? Uh, Jersey, the good, yeah. the good island okay. had Bergerac. Yeah, yeah. So, so. Th- they said that. Oh, sorry, Pfax. Did you say hi to your wife? Did I you did, kiss yeah. her? I did. did she, has she voted? No, no, she went postal. Right. Oh, wow. What does that With mean? the vote, I hasten to add. She didn't just... Oh, nice. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> she went on a killing spree <laughs> yeah. outside. But she's uh, fine. No, so, yeah. So I thought that was a bit mean because I thought, well, saying that the UK will become like Guernsey is kind of okay because Guernsey does all right, right? Jersey and Guernsey do fine. They're pretty pretty cool places. They, they seem yeah. to manage just Well, they as have well a as... really thriving industry revolving around people avoiding tax. So, I mean, if the UK would like to get into that as well, then maybe they'd be Well, I mean, that's what right, Ireland but... have been doing, and that's yeah. why so many big companies have been setting up in Ireland lately. It seems yeah. to work for them. Yeah, mm. that's true, actually. Yeah, because like, there's a whole bunch of big companies. Like, all basically all of the uh, online games and stuff that you play operate out of Ireland in some capacity now, right? Because it's yeah, like, we get paid by Google in Ireland. You know, that's how we make our money. It's cheaper, yeah, it's cheaper for them. You don't have to pay tax. So I, I, so and famously, yeah. there's Ireland don't actually tax musicians either, and that's why you two never moved. Like, I don't even think that they were really particularly proud to be Irish, and I think they probably <laughs> would have moved somewhere else. But there's obviously huge. Uh, monetary benefits of staying in they Ireland. Don't tax so that's musicians. Why. That's great. That encourages you know people to yeah to, the to next you too for a living. Yeah, exactly. You never uh, know. That's, that's a good way to do it. I think I they think probably so. end up with a lot more people like playing the fiddle and fiddling their way down in the pubs and things. Yeah, ah, I love it. <laughs> um, Maybe. <laughs> so, uh, so are you guys gonna vote? Is that a thing you're gonna do? I, well, I can't. So no, I'm so, not. Oh, sorry. Yes, Pflex. Yes, of <coughs> course. Gone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What are you going to vote or are you not going to tell us? Now, you can't ask that. No, no, listen. You can't ask what people are going to vote because it's a little... But then again, right, some people are very, very willing to just be outright about it. Like, like say, I'm 36 and I'm proud. Whereas you wouldn't go up to her and you'd say, oh, hey, how old are you? Right. Or or like you wouldn't ask. You don't ask people's weight. You don't ask how much people earn. Right. These are these are polite things you don't know. But people can tell you and they're very happy to tell you. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm voting for this. It's like, well, but but you can't ask them. See, yeah. Yeah. They sort of give you like a little insight into their life when they declare that they're going to vote like one way or whatever, because they have to like reaffirm that, you know, that's their choice sort of thing. So they're like, like you said, like, I'm 36. I earn 45 grand a year and I have 2.5 kids and I'm going to vote. Yes. And then you know exactly what you need to know about them based on it's that. It's true. Yeah. I am a mother and I want to ensure the future of this country for my children. I'm 36 years old. <laughs> 36. I'm 180 pounds. <laughs> I have earned $25,000 a year. I also have a small wart on the inside of my butt. Uh, the inside? There's Whoa. a picture of it here on my phone. You can have a look. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah. we don't need to know all this. For crying out loud, woman. Yeah. Oh, some people are like that, though. They just I, fucking, some people do, yeah. They will not share, they I will not keep anything the, secret. I changed my name to Pyramane Flax on Twitter, so I'm out there with Remain. So oh. you're, so you're Bramain. You want to Bramain in the EU? All about the Bramain. That means you're a pussy, P-Flax. You're a fucking pussy. Uh, wow. You don't believe <laughs> shit. the fucking future of Britain, you Jeez. piece of shit. No, well. do you know what, though, right? <laughs> I, I don't... Um, I it, I was the thing I've been following the whole fucking time 
is not actually any of these stupid polls, exit polls, any of this wank. What you look at when you want to know who's going to win something... Yeah, is Reddit. ...is Ladbrokes, right? Oh, Ladbrokes, yeah, of course. Or someone yeah. like that, okay? Yeah, even because better. Because they have a professional vested interest in trying to predict the future and they usually are pretty fucking good at it and it's almost been like almost the whole way and i think most recently the last time i checked it was about 75 percent chance of remain so that's a pretty pretty good odds um i i reckon that's terrible odds you'd be that that's not going to give you any return whatsoever yeah well it's, it's... if you want to make money off the whole brexit remain yeah that's not very good you want it to be like neck and neck, oh, wow. so go either Stay, way. Remain is currently eight to one on. Whew. Yeah. Mm, yeah so. I'm tempted to stick 20 quid on leave so that at least I get something out of it if we if we leave. So it's now eight to one, is it? Wow. Eight to one on. So, so it's like one have, to eight. So yeah. So eight to one on, yeah. So eight times more likely to mm-hmm. win. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. We probably. Uh, so we probably... I can get five to one if I vote for Brexit. But Remain seems to have had a, sur- a late late surge, at least from what I've seen. A lot of people have been like very a, proudly claiming on Remain. It's a tenor on um, leave. I think it would be crazy if they left, though. Realistically, I think there's just so 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 many things that people never consider um, in in a decision like this, and I think you have to be pretty fucking insane to actually think that they're going to leave. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, I just, I, I just vote, feel but... like there's so much uncertainty. If you, what you're yeah. really betting for, like it, it is a gamble in itself, really. I think if yeah. we stay, we know what we're gonna get. We know what it is. It's you know, Britain is a great place to live. I think. Uh, I you know, I've traveled, I think. Traveled I mean, a I live lot. here, but I well, don't I mean, know. <laughs> I mean, in my opinion, I guess. But yeah, I yeah. mean, I, I do. I, I, I love living in in Britain. I think it's a great country, and uh, I don't see why we should let Nigel fucking Farage run the show. He's a c- yeah. Put that, in, well, put that on my gravestone. Well, don't say that to Lewis because Lewis obviously wants to like blast him. True. I'm a, I'm a, yeah, I, I like, I like his, I like his tushy like so much. <laughs> I like think his about tush. it. I think about it all I love the time. His cute little oh, tweed man. covered tushy. He's, he's got a nice tushy. tushy. Yeah. He's got the best tushy. You know what? I, I love a tushy. And Nigel, <laughs> Nigel Farage, she's got a great tushy. I might not be able to count toothpicks, but that's one fine <laughs> tushy I've seen. Stop it. If Farage uh, and Trump formed a party, they could be Team Frump. That'd be nice. Oh, yeah. It's better than Hump or Thrillery. Frump? Frump, Hump, or Trump? What's it going to yeah. be? There was his hotels, everything has Trump on it. The carpets, you get a bottle of wine, it has Trump written on it. In massive yeah. letters, the doors. You go. Lie yeah, maybe down he'll your bed. paint the. Maybe if he gets in, he'll just paint the White House gold and gold. Put, uh, we'll call his it the Trump House. It. Welcome. We'll call, we'll call the Trump the, states of Trump. Trump a Trump. <laughs> Trump a Trump. Yeah, pretty much. And everybody's got to play trumpets everywhere they go. That's how we talk now with a trumpet. <laughs> you, oh, there was a fantastic Photoshop of uh, Donald Trump as if he didn't have, as if he hadn't done all the weird shit to his hair because he's quite yeah. an old man. Yeah. Um, and if he'd actually sort of had natural hair, you know, like balding and sort of losing his hair, what he would look like. Man, he looked super creepy. Unelectable. Like um, like Vince Cable, kind of slightly evil, slightly <laughs> kind of creepy. Vince Cable didn't um, help because he held his hands in that kind of Mr. Burns. Yes. Yeah. Sort yeah. of, uh, <laughs> like he's up to something all the time. Yeah. People so anyway. The elderly, which is weird. The elderly run the world. Fingers. 50, 50, the- 60 people. 50 and 60 year old people run the planet and yet we're, we're kind of afeared of age. We should give it all to the kids. Let my daughters run the planet. They'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. God, do you, can you imagine how much candy we'd be able to Oi. just eat at all times? Jesus. Forget about it. More, even more so than we can now. 
be nuts. Ice incredible. cream for everyone. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> we're, we're abolishing breakfast, lunch, and dinner and replacing it with just ice cream. Uh, your choice. All the flavors you can ever imagine. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so oh. that's the uh, that's the hot news this week. Mm. I mean, it's a topic that the three of us, I don't think, really give that much of a shit about. Oh, you're honestly. wrong. I am really, really, uh, I really want it to be Remain. I'm, I'm, I think it's quite exciting. I like when it's, it's the booth, It's exciting you know, enough, but like, I I, I'm going to be happy when it's all over and we can just talk about something different. Like, yeah. everybody is just obsessed with it right now. But you can always just, just fuck off to Canada, Sips. I mean, you could just go like, true, I'm could, Audi, yeah. which is like yeah, a really, yeah. really cool country to live in. I'm stuck, is, yeah. I'm stuck in this hellhole. It's small. It's got small population, you know, pretty pretty laid back. Everybody just wants to, like, you know, build an igloo and fucking shave their polar bear or whatever, you know. It's, it's nice. It's a nice place to live. I haven't lived there for, like, 15 years, so maybe it's changed a bit, but... Um, I don't know. My friend, yeah. uh, my friend moved to the West Coast. What is that? What is like that Van- there? Vancouver, yeah, Vancouver, British Columbia. It looks yeah. beautiful. Like I, I didn't get a chance to go there, but we flew into it last time I went to Seattle. So the last oh year. yeah, it's very. It's like yeah, it's like I think Vancouver to Seattle is like maybe like two hundred miles or something. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not, literally not like a bad. forty minute flight. Yeah. And when yeah. we flew out, you can see obviously the beautiful harbor and everything like that. That yeah, whole, yeah. that whole, the, that whole northwest is just gorgeous. It everyone is. everyone nice. thinks it's, of the um, West Coast as California, but the Northwest is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, it's very grey though. I mean, it's like it, it's a bit like the UK in the sense yeah, that yeah. It, it rains a lot. It's very grey and sort of a little bit colder and stuff. But it is a very nice part of the world for sure. Well, the, like the Rockies and stuff are really fucking nice up like around there. If you go like if you if you set off from Vancouver and you go to like Banff or something and you drive or take a bus through through the Rockies, it's really nice. You can go on a train that has like a glass roof, oh, so you wow. can just look up the whole time and look see at the mountains rain. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Watch the rain fall down, but not go on you because you're inside a train. Because ar- around yeah. Seattle, you've got like that volcano, Mount Rainier, which is oh. right there, and it's huge, and it has like its own so like all these clouds kind of flowing off it. And I don't know, we yeah. we don't have anything like that in the uk like dramatic no. super dramatic you, f- you feel like you're like you know it's as close as you're going to get to mordor when you're out there <laughs> well, like the in, big imposing Washington? yeah mountain and so, yeah i mean that's the thing you know this is earth it's not middle earth so we don't we don't What's have one like of the, these uh, oh look at this miss so mrs f uh had a thing at her work conference where you could design your own adidas trainers as part nice. of uh, the thing. So she's designed a trainer. It's a nice white trainer, everything like that. And on the back, it says Mrs. Flax. Nice. That is amazing. That's pretty cool. You sell out. Unbelievable. <laughs> no, that's beautiful. Wowie. She's got Mrs. Flax shoes. Are they like, um, are they bright, like neon pink? No, no, no. They're just, it's just a white shoe. And then the, the sole underneath is kind of a luminous yellow. And then it says Mrs. Flax on the back. That's awesome. That's pretty cool. Where's mine that say Mr. Flax? What's this? What did you get me? She got me a present. She got me. Some, uh, what is that? Eau de Toilette. Eau de Toilette. Original penguin. Original penguin Eau de Toilette. I can smell like a penguin all day. The penguin out of Batman. The penguin, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Smell. (laughs) Smell like Danny DeVito. Let's give a, let's do a live (laughs) scent. Eau de DeVito. (laughs) Live smell test. Eau de Vito. Eau de Vito. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Anyway, um, spray it on your wrist. I'm, and then yes, tell I'm us, doing that. Tell us what you can, what you can, what's in the air. Take you a know, take a real big sniff. Yeah, 
You, you know what the and problem then... is? I have a terrible sense of smell. I always have had. Right. I got. Oh. I was hit on the head as a child, and I lost my sense of smell. If I was a supervillain, that would be my gen- genesis story. You'd be like, oh god. Are you like like sniffing it massively? You can't smell anything. Uh, yeah, well, just... I can vaguely smell that there is a scent of some kind on my arm, but I can't actually like. There's no. I can't detect anything about it. I can't smell flowers either. People are like, oh, can you smell these beautiful flowers? I smell them, and I, I just can't. smell Oh them. man, you know what? You're missing out. I smelled a flower the other day, and holy shit, it's in, it's incredible how nice they smell. Like, <laughs> yeah. You, you, it, no, <laughs> it is. Listen to what you just said. It is though. It's one of those things you just take for granted. You're like, I've smelled like 20 flowers. Fuck, I don't care. But actually, take time to smell <laughs> one. Listen to yourself. They smell amazing. It's incredible. Oh. Like the the odor. I don't know how it it happens. How does like a thing produce that nice smell? It's have crazy. we suddenly just been coming an old folks' home? Oh, Doris, did you smell that lovely flower the other day? Oh, flowers, they really do smell lovely, don't they? Oh, my goodness me. Fucking P-Flax here. Oh, okay, Mr. Young Cutting Edge. What have you done that's been really exciting recently? You got any stories? I just love how suddenly you you woke up out of the bus to the office the other day or something? That was the most passionate thing you've said for like three weeks, Sips. Yeah, well. Jesus. So where, tell me more about this flower. Where did you find it? What was That's it? it. That's all I got to say. It, we were walking. There was a flower. I was like, I'm going to fucking smell that thing. And I did. And holy shit, it blew my mind. Uh, uh, I've got this sort of idea in my head of like <laughs> rainbows and like all sparkly oh, stuff happens. It wasn't even like, like that nice of a day. All the street. And then a pony came down the road and said, Hey, Sips, would you like to ride me into the sunset? And you got on the pony. And I sniffed him. And it took you on a I magical journey butt. through ice cream lollipop cookie land. Well, okay. Well, I, I was just saying that I smelt a flower, but I mean, if you want to take it to that extreme. No, I, like, just, I just, I was just walking by a flower. Just rubbing it in. It was, it was really you walking pink. by a flower? What is, how it is was that like an unusual it, statement, Lewis? I what, know, Jesus. Like he's walking were, by and there's a flower that's, I, you know, that's like a daily occurrence. You're walking along, yeah. there's a flower and you smell it's it. It's something out of Alice in Wonderland. Just oh, do, so, you, do you I mean, shun you're the, the guy who's world? Like, you're trying to like lecture us on Zen and everything. I feel like I'm I'm at a point in my own inner peace where I am noticing flowers. That's now. exactly what it feels like. It feels like you're just in this really happy place. You're walking yeah, along, yeah. and you I'm see like, a flower. Oh, shit. You know, I've you just seen hell. something that that you know what? Nat, the world has provided me with this natural beauty, and I'm thinking to myself, you know what? I'm going to sniff that motherfucker. And I did. <laughs> and I did. I went right up to it and I gave it a good old sniff. And holy shit, I I recommend it, okay? Don't take flowers for granted if you're listening to this right now. If you see a flower, go smell that shit because it smells good, okay? They smell crazy. That Like you can see why people like invented perfume and stuff like that because they smell naturally just amazing. Like it's it's incredible. It's incredible. That is wonderful. I need to take a break. I am just so overwhelmed. (laughs) 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 No, honestly, though, it's um, it was nice. It wasn't like a particularly nice day. A unicorn didn't like come down and have sex with me or anything like that. It was just a normal day. I was walking by. There was like a bush and there was like a, I guess it was a rose bush, but there was one rose and it just stuck out because it was like bright, bright pink. And I was like, "Mm, I'm going to smell it. And I did. And it was just no perfectly. You 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 were like next a, time you I like see one, bee. you bet your ass I'm going to be smelling it. Yeah, careful. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, Man. I can't smell them. Thanks. Uh, no. You're ano- ag- agnostic. Agnostic. Uh, I think it's called anosmia, anosmic? but I could be wrong. Yeah. But I can smell yeah. things. 
but not yeah. all things. So my range of smelling must be like you know the way old people can't hear high pitched sounds and low frequency sounds. They're sort of their their range of hearing shrinks. Yeah. Do you smell stuff like like through like almost like taste sort of? No, would you say like if I'm cooking, I can smell cooking and I can recognize those smells. Taste. Because you know, uh, like through smell, if, not the other way around. If somebody around. farts in your face, oh, um, I'll but smell you do that. that th- if you do that thing with your nose, where like you don't physically pinch your nose to block it, but you know you can sort of like yeah internally like block your nose sort of right. thing. You know what I mean? If you do yeah. that, sometimes you can still almost like taste the fart, like if it's really potent. Well, it should. So, like, I mean, I was, if you think I about it, maybe it's particles of poop. Like when you fart, there's there's particles of poop floating through the air, and some of them you're I know, sniffing. but most of them just get caught up in like the fabric of your jeans and That's stuff. That's not like quite that. what it is. There's it like is. sulfur compounds and things like this that are gaseous that are released. But if you at the fart in time. someone's eye, you'll give them pink eye. So well, but it's poop but we, particles. What are, yeah, but what if you're wearing jeans but, though? Because like hmm. the like with a high thread count as well. You know, I think I everyone think should it, wear a high thread count, especially in the butt area, so none of us get pink yeah. eye. We, let's, I, let's I think that that's the thing. Together. I think if we're going to remain in the EU, there should be Regulation. some sort of incentive for doing that. And I think the EU should regulate. I think they should say, all right, jeans companies, we've had enough now. You need to up your thread count, especially around the ass area, because there are <laughs> poo particles come, getting loose, and they are giving people pink eye, and they are going in their mouths so they can taste your farts, and it's not on. <laughs> that would no, be great. I, that'd be great. 100%. You gotta, yeah. Some people, you got to cater for that niche kind of kink market, though, who do want that, actually. You know, that's their thing. You know? well, it's but not a kink thing. thing. I think it's a so, social How thing, How like. do you think you lost your sense of smell, P-Flex? Because I always think that, like, smokers like i don't know if you if you ever did this but have you ever like smoked a cigarette in your nose have you ever like yeah sniffed, yeah loads of like, times like, yeah yeah exactly and so yeah. that's i reckon that's what's that done it. no i think yeah. it was um when i got hit on the head as I, I was a kid i have a scar on my head from where a bicycle fell on my head and i think it fell on the smell part of my brain that's my yes. theory that's the best mm. that's our working theory that the p-flax is brain scientists the little guys in my brain that try and figure mm-hmm. stuff out they've come up with what, that did you actually notice that you couldn't smell like following that incident or no, is this like a couple of years later point, you're just like yeah. quick quick we figured out the latest brain science <laughs> we've cracked it my god we've cracked it when that bicycle hit the head it completely took out the whole smell area what are we gonna do that's my brain scientist. Uh, hey, Rocky, what's up, brain? <laughs> you have to have, like, the sidekick thing, too, right? You don't think it was anything to do with all those cigarettes we smoked through the nose for, like, ten years? No, <laughs> no, no. It was definitely when I, we got hit on the head with a bicycle when we were a child. <laughs> the nicotine department of the brain says it was definitely 100% not that. So let's keep smoking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh. shit. Man, do you ever blow smoke out of your nose? Yeah, Clax? yeah, sure. That shit hurts too, doesn't it? Like no, makes it you go hurt. like watery eyed. You get maybe, used to it. Maybe you're just used fast, to it now. Once you've killed off all of your. Do you miss actual pants. cigarettes now that you vape full time? No, no. I, I mean, it's kind of the 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 coolness of them compared to vaping. Vaping is not cool. Like anyone that yeah. thinks vaping is cool is wrong. It's not. I cool. like the sound it makes though. Like when we're playing um, games and stuff, occasionally just in the background, I can hear like the crackle. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sexy. It sound like you're 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 sparking up a crack pipe or something. Yeah, you know, with yeah, one yeah. Of those. Such like a hitting. sexy noise. I mean, how long yeah. before a movie character tries to be all cool and there's just a vape pen slides up out of shot into their mouth and just like, 
I don't know. I think you and Doug could make it look pretty cool. You know, when when you we're sitting around, just you two are just surrounded in this big cloud of vape. Like, yeah. oh, I don't know. I don't know. I think you managed to pull it off. You know, Maybe. I, think, I think it's cooler than you think. Yeah. I, I, think I think it's because honestly, I, I have a base level of coolness that is unaffected mm-hmm. by the vape. You know what I, I mean? don't think it's so cool now because when I see like Tom and Adrian smoking their really dirty, filthy roll-ups, they're so they're so sort of grungy and pale and yellow teeth, yellow fingernails. You know, compared to you and, and it stinks. Duncan, who it vape. really it's stinks. Not, yeah, it does actually, stink, I yeah. think I think you know when you look down the table, like I think the people who are vaping are kind of cooler than the people who are smoking these. I don't things. know, man. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's going to change. The vapes sub- are looking more futuristic and. But some some of them do look fucking gay. You can get those ones that look like cigarettes, though. But they, you know, they're not. They're the garbage. You, the, you know, yeah. I mean, the, the, I think the problem is that that vaping has sort of it's decided that it's a subculture when it's actually just smoking. So now you've got like competitive vaping and people who are like walk around with a, vaping. seriously. They, they get into Jeez. a ring and they try and blow the biggest cloud of smoke that they can. And there's some people like if if you get people who are all nerdy about it, they're talking about they're talking about it in ways that are kind of like, geez, would you just shut up and just relax? It's just we shouldn't smoke. really be glamorizing vaping, by the way. You just did, Lewis. You just said it was cool. You're the well, one glamorizing it. I'm de-glamorizing it. Cigarettes, but I think that you and Duncan and also Shin have actually said to me quite a few times that vaping actually does like. They think it like decreases their lung capacity. Shin has definitely noticed his fitness dropping after doing vaping and stuff, and feeling like less oh, yeah. able to like do cardio. So I I don't think that it is good for you. It sure in any is way, shape, good for you. I don't think anyone's saying it's good for you. I did lose a lot of weight when I started vaping because it's uh, well, the, that's because nicotine exactly. Is like this, but this I didn't want to chew the gum suppressant. because I just I didn't want to walk around chewing gum all the time. No, and I kind of liked I missed smoking, so it worked for me. But I lost like thirty pounds when I started vaping. Yeah, I noticed actually because I sort of met you before you started vaping too much. I think. Yeah. Um, and then you started vaping a lot. Yeah, and I've of course lately you came by and you you definitely. Definitely lost some weight. I think you might have lost a bit of muscle too, though. You were definitely less muscular last. last oh no, time I, I just never you. move. Ah, oh. it's, it's the old. It's like that guy. It's like the guy who only eats Big Macs, and you're like, "Well, that guy should be really fat, but he's he's really skinny, and it's because he's like on the verge of dying." So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> but yeah. I don't think that's you, Flex. No, I think I you're think fine. You're right. I think you look I think great, actually, Flex. Thanks, buddy. Oh, nicely. Yeah, it's good. Given that it allows you to when um, we were doing the live stream, those those hot ladies that were out of me on Twitter, so they definitely think I'm hot. And of course, Mrs. F hasn't left me yet, so that's in the plus column as well. Sweet, everything's coming it's up. Quite... Pete Flax. Fuck. Yeah. You know, you smelled a flower a couple of days ago. Yeah, it's smelled a flower. <laughs> feeling good. And ev- uh, everything is fucking hunky dory, isn't it? At the moment, Holy fucking shit. hunky dory. Holy shit! Yeah. Until we leave the EU, and then. Um, Everything's on fire. Everything goes on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Everything will spontaneously catch fire. Yeah, we'll find yeah. out what's going to happen. So with, 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 I mean, I was. A when will bit we know? Of, like, I'm, I'm excited now. Like when? I when assume well, the votes don't close till ten. Oh. And then it usually happens. They'll like, come pouring in. And, for an election, there's usually an exit poll, but I don't think there's an exit poll in an elect in a referendum. So I think that we'll probably know by tomorrow morning. Yeah. Um. Usually they'll they'll do their all night thing. Where they all just sit yeah. around looking haggard and suggesting things and going live to places and like this is the, my problem with news reporting now is they don't report the news after it's happened 
No. They're obsessed with reporting it continually from start to finish and then having a massive wrap-up show and talking about it for weeks afterwards because they've got to fill so many hours of news. Yeah, yeah. It used to be, here's the news. It's half an hour long. We're going to tell you all the important shit that's happened now that it's happened. But now it's like, no, no, no. As it's breaking, we're going, to, we're going to stay with this story, this this story as it unravels, and we're going to go and interview people and ship all our millions of, of journalists here, there, and everywhere to bring you yeah, this yeah. vital news about something. It's just they crazy. really scrape the barrel sometimes, like with the with the up to the minute Ugh. stuff, because they're just stammering a bit because there's nothing to actually say because nobody's like talking yeah. to them or telling them what's going on or whatever. So they'll have like some really obscure view from like some weird vantage point that they're just about allowed to be at, where you can't actually see anything that's going on. Yeah. And then occasionally you'll like see a cop run by or something. It's like, <laughs> oh, whoa, there's a cop here. Oh, you know, and, and then, then they'll show oh, that it's... three times in the next half an hour. We do yeah, have yeah. footage of police in the area. Um, police. Yeah. And they also the, the, the whole way they talk changes. Like if you look at newsreaders, they all, especially reporters, they all talk with the exact same cadence. Cadence, so yeah. So they do this thing where they will slow down and look at their papers. They'll look at the camera, look back at their papers, and we will be going live. Because the producers in the area are going, for Christ's sake, go to the outside broadcast. Just, just, now, don't go, mention five, that cop four, again. It's been like 15 times yeah, in the past exactly. three minutes. We're going to break. We're going to break. <laughs> so they've got You're to trying try to like, talk while calm. this is all happening. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then they're also being told, we're going to break good news that uh, there's a cockroach crawling up your leg. And there is a cockroach crawling up my leg. As we speak, let's go live now yeah. to my leg with reporter <laughs> Steve Burlinson. They do like the slow talk thing, but then they sort of transition into the fast talk when, like the when like the the orders have been received, sort of thing. Yeah. So they'll be like, and that will bring us nicely into the next part, and then they just like fucking go off on one, like talking really fast to like their I'm guest here. or whatever outside Jersey Crown Court where a flower in the bed <laughs> is being has been sniffed the center of attention <laughs> yeah I sniffed it it was great I thought it was uh, smelled really nice nature's um, gift I, I, to us in a way <laughs> the smell yeah. of flowers my inner zen is really thriving uh, I've got a boner just thinking about it <laughs> yeah. uh, I brought my friend over he couldn't fucking smell it what an, what an idiot <laughs> <laughs> all the time <laughs> <laughs> he's over there behind that cloud of had smoke. a bike accident can't smell flowers anymore <laughs> <laughs> i didn't come here to be mocked guys <laughs> fuck you no man i'm not mocking you jeez tell us about this biking accident i was in a, oh. a garage this is when i lived in new york and uh um, whoa you lived in new york yeah yeah till i nice. till i was like eight so I, oh, I, okay. I grew up in queens really and then one of our neighbors, like where we lived in the States, it was, it was lovely. Actually. It was, it was the part of Queens we were in wasn't like especially amazing. It was Jackson Heights. So it's kind of, it's an okay area, you know, it's come up a bit on sort of, um, and then it's gone down a bit, but all the people that had money in Jackson Heights moved out to Flushing about 15, 20 years ago. So it's kind of changed. But anyway, where I grew up, um, all the houses on my sort of row, I guess there were about 20 of them. Had, there was a driveway that ran along the back of all the houses and the other sort of opposite the houses. So you had the back of the house, the driveway, and then every house had a, had a garage like behind it. Yeah. So it, as a kid, I would go up and down this driveway and I knew all my neighbors and I'd go and catch like free biscuits and sweets and things. And I'd go hang out with, <clears throat> with them. And cause it was, 
at different time, people had all this garden furniture out the back and they'd sit out there in the weather and they'd have barbecues and stuff like that. And it was great. I mean, I knew everybody. Like, I can still remember whose house and who lived where. It was like, you know, it, it was really, I think it was very, uh, very important to me as a kid, being able to chat to all those uh, those people. And they were from all over the world as well. So it was really cool, this kind of, you know, this cool area. And Jimmy, who was the Irish guy that ran a uh, computer sort of um, programming thing from his basement, we were in his garage one time messing about and he had a bicycle up on the wall and I touched it. and Just it, hacking into the FBI or yeah, something. Like, and it yeah, fell yeah. off the rack on the wall and the forks on the front of the bicycle, because it didn't have wheels on, hit me they right on the top head. of the head. Yeah, And it was snowing at the time. So there was like a foot of snow um, and I'm walking back to the snow and there's blood falling from my head onto the <sighs> snow. And uh, Jimmy was like distraught. He was like really upset and he was crying and everything like that because he thought it really hurt me and everything. And um, yeah, my mum was like, oh, it'll be fine. It's kind of like picking up an egg with a pair of chopsticks. That's what I'm imagining is happening to your well, head. my head? Yeah, so I like the forks then, on the bike. Oh shit, of course you did. I just keep, always assume you've been bald since no, I the did, age uh, yeah. of six. I do wonder if the bang on the head affected the, the, my hair. You know what I mean? Like Maybe, a, yeah. It just Maybe it was just it. like a catalyst for a lot of things in your Maybe. life that you, you don't re- realize. Like it, it feels like you're blaming that bike collection <laughs> yeah. for all the shit that's happened to you. I'm, I'm <laughs> really trash in bed as well, and I wonder if when that bike that hit me, somehow, somehow hurt the part I of my brain. I have real brain. trouble getting an erection. That <laughs> must have like been that I <laughs> find it impossible to pleasure a woman. Maybe it was the bike. Maybe it was a bang on the head. I really like the smell of of farts in my face. That's the only thing I can smell now. I'm sure that was related. Hey, Perrin, you want to you go out today to the pub? Nah, I got that bang on the head, didn't I, when I was, when I was seven. So I'm just going to stay in bed all day. You're on your way to the pub and you see somebody ride by on a bike. You get triggered. <laughs> oh, I got to go home, guys. Bye. I got to go. <laughs> oh, Mr. Anyway. Forsyth, you haven't uh, paid your taxes for the last 10 years. Yeah, I got a bang on the head, didn't I? When I was a kid, yeah, it's got a real bang right in the tax portion of the brain. <laughs> right in the tax portion. Yeah, I can't figure. I've just, it's just, just beyond this me. aversion to paying tax ever since. I, yeah, I can't, can't quite do I it. I think that's a fairly common problem. Holy shit! What? So well, um, a bang on the head. What have you guys been doing this week? Have you guys been anywhere? Done anything? Uh, what's what's been? What's what, been what you asked? I was been, with you man, for three days. I smell days. the flower. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> that's about it. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, me and P Flex did the um, did this this day of driving around um, tanks, which was pretty good, wasn't it? P Flex. Yeah. Oh yeah. Was that fun? It was fun. Yeah, it was good. More, we more fun for them. I just Tom stood around in the rain. Dad's. Yeah. You, know, you, you drove the tanks just as much as we did. I drove a couple of tanks. This was a this was a sponsored thing for World of Tanks, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. So we got some remote control tanks, and it was pretty fucking cool. Nice. We uh, drove them about and uh, had a good time. Really, I think we had a lot of uh, extra stuff and fun. It was something that I think that Duncan. A lot of these brand deals are things that we wanted to do, but haven't had the money to do to some extent. So. You know, we Doug had bought like an airsoft tank, a little crappy one, and drove it around the office for a bit. Uh, and it was fun. And we were saying, oh, man, we should really just go out and drive these around and fight them and blow up stuff in real life and, and do some fun stuff. And so um, when it came along that World of Tanks said, hey, do you, have you got any ideas for a video? We were like, yes, let's buy all these really expensive, cool RC tanks and blow them up. So that's what we did. And it was really fun. They are so nice. cool that the tank sips. Like when 
They're pretty big. They're like the size of a cereal box, right? I think I saw one when I was in Bristol last. I think Ben had one on his desk, yeah. or Tom had one on they're, his they're, desk. Yeah, they're pretty big. They're awesome. Yeah. And when you when you turn like on the on the the good like some of them have better remote controls than the others. So on the good ones, you push the engine button and it goes like that, like someone starting an engine. Oh, nice! And then smoke comes out of the engine exhaust at the back. Yeah, yeah. And it's got like machine gun noises. You can shoot BBs. And the, the tank actually rocks backwards when it shoots as if it's firing like a... That's like awesome, that. Yeah, it's really cool. It's really good. And they've got proper tracks. And all everything. those little details are important though, right? Because oh, yeah. enthusiasts are like all over that shit. Oh, yeah. And I we was, got told off though for shooting um, a cameraman quite a lot. Yeah, you shot him a lot. Like Tom was angry. Because <laughs> Tom's a big guy and he's, you know, he's from farm stock. So you wouldn't mess with him. He'll get. He'll run you through with something. Yeah. Don't make me get the axe, Lewis. I'll run you through. Yeah. So that's what we did. And then the, yesterday, no Tuesday, you stayed here, didn't you? Yeah. And you recorded some other stuff, which we haven't. We don't. Uh, we're not going to talk about it just in case it doesn't actually happen. Oh, but it was cool. I hope it, it was does. a cool concept. Yeah. And it is related to this channel actually as well. Uh, you might see it on the the Yogpod channel or on the Yogpod feed. Um, right. So yeah, it's interesting, Sips. But uh, yeah, we'll let you know more about that next week if it, if it actually comes out. Okay, uh, we'll talk about it. Yeah, it's cool. What have you been doing, Sips? Anything happening uh, besides smelling flowers? What have I been doing? Um, I've been playing, been prancing through fields. Yeah, prancing through fields. I've been doing that a lot. Um, I've just been admiring nature and just you know just just working on my inner peace you know day just, by day you know, i'm getting rescue rescuing kids do you, do you think the zen episode that we did has has gradually rubbed off on you in some way i don't know i think like when i was 8 i had this incident where a bike <laughs> fell on me <laughs> cuz you were totally bald at that point yeah, uh, like and then an egg. I was just like the fork. Just ever since then, I've just felt compelled to sniff flowers and work on my inner I peace. W- I so. wonder if what actually happened, Sips, was that we both had a bicycle fall on our head, and like some kind of quantum leap thing. Yeah, our lives at that point diverged so that you oh, get yeah. to enjoy the flowers, and I don't because you were both in America. Yeah, it makes starts That's making right. sense. Well, I mean, I wasn't technically in America. Oh, but. Um, North America is is North America, yeah. yeah. You were split like that. Yeah. Like we're on the same continent, separated. So, yeah, at birth. Yeah. Um, well, how how old we? What year was it when you were eight? Nineteen eighty-eight. Okay, so I was nineteen eighty-four. All right. So you got hit on the head when you were four. That's the only way this works. Yeah, yeah. Right. And of course, your your head isn't fully developed at that age. It's yeah. still like soft in parts. So. Uh, it's quite possible mushed that... Mushed right into my, my brain. Mushed, yeah. Mushed all the important sort of receptors and stuff. And that's how... Maybe that's why I hate the Tour de France so much. I wonder if Maybe, it all goes back yeah. to that. Do you actually hate the Tour de France? Oh, I hate it. Yeah, it's kind of boring, eh? So boring. Fucking Tour de France sucks. Who likes the Tour de France? My mother-in-law? No one. Well, there well, you go. That's one person. Uh, my well, father-in-law does as well. He's French, help. though, so... The entirety of France... Yeah, they, they love French, the, the French love it. The of France man. do not like the Tour de France. Are you France. kidding? They, they fucking do. Are you it's crazy? It's literally called the Tour de France. Like, it, it's like the biggest... Patriotism in France is crazy. Like, you just it. have to say the word France um, and in, like, the title of something you're doing. Like, <laughs> dogging in France like, and, like, the whole nation. <laughs> like, dogging! Wah! I love dogging! Like, they fucking... <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh shit so you're, you're always carrying on in France the tournament you watched any of the games because you'd watched all of them up till 
Yeah, I watched all of them until I obviously you know when when I came down we were doing stuff, so I missed, missed some of them. But yeah, but it's okay. But I watched the games last night. And, I'm the, and then sorry, I, I broke your perfect no, no, gay watching fine. record. They uh, they were they were okay games, but they weren't like the last night was was really the last couple of nights have been fantastic for the football. Actually, really really good. Some great games, great results, and a lot of teams have gone through. Like Ireland, 85th minute winner against Italy, huge huge game. Iceland, like 92nd minute winner against Austria, so they went through the next round. Hungary and Portugal, 3-3. It was like the game of the tournament. Croatia beat Spain. Uh, it's just been brilliant. It's been. A, a Northern Ireland went through. They managed to just get. Uh, they only lost one 0 to Germany, so they went through. It's just. I heard it's just Iceland been had got through to the last. 16. Yeah, they did. They were they, a country of 300,000 people, yeah. which is like more you know, about the same amount of people living in Bristol. Mm. You know, it's like a like. A, yeah, the population. There's 300,000 people living in Bristol. Jeez. Yeah. In, like, it's almost identical to the population of Leicester, and ten percent wow. of them are in France. The whole country, ten percent of the entire population, has gone to France to watch the the tournament. It's incredible. Jeez. And now, I mean, you're kidding me. No, ten uh, percent of the population of Iceland yeah, is yeah. now in France. Yeah. But fucking what is the island like? Hey, they got a root. Uh, they got a root for their boys. Yeah, they you know, have. It's and they, they're going nuts. They've got a great chant uh, where they they sort of who's running everything in Iceland if ten percent of the population are off on fucking holiday. Well, the in other ninety percent. I mean, it's just it's Eve Online and the servers amazing. just run themselves. At I'd this love point, to be part so of a fun. country that like half of it fucking goes off on holiday to like yeah. watch the thing. That's so cool. Yeah. Oh, they love it. Oh they can boy. just do it remotely. They can they can do the server admin remotely from their mobile phones now, so they're fine. Uh, they run it the run same way there. that you run the island in Lost. You know, you just have to press that button every time. Yeah, the counter. Somebody comes just around. has to log in and press a button. So um, done. We watched me and Pflex watched the England Slovakia game in the pub. Okay, right. Um, just around the corner. Yeah, and it it reminded me of watching football with my dad a little oh, bit. Yeah. Because obviously P Flax is a dad. He sort of has the dad mannerisms now. I guess he's about the same age as my dad might have been when I was a little kid. Um, I don't know. It just felt very sort of. Did you do that thing where, like, because you don't normally go to the pub to watch football, you cheered at an inappropriate time and all of, like, the hardened pub goers were like, sit down, turtleneck, we're trying to watch our fucking game. It was a little bit like that. Who let this nerd in here? (laughs) It was a little bit like that. I think people go to the pub when football's on to talk to other people about football because they haven't got anyone else at home or whatever. So it tends to be people in there who want to talk to you about stuff about this sort of game and say things about it. But actually, yeah. it wasn't too much, like, too bad, was it, PFAC? No. So, yeah. I mean, I've been in it some was, pubs where nice. there's been football on and it's just the worst. Like, pe- people feel, I think a lot of people that don't really understand football, but maybe watch it in the pub a lot, think that watching it in the pub, it, like, that they're somehow part of an experience or that they're shouting of, this is shit, Hodgson, change something, is actually going to matter. Like, they'll shout something out like that. And you think, what's like, you, you're, you just come to shout with the TV with other people. Like, you're not actually enjoying this. You're just shouting at the TV. And I guess looking for some kind of group agreement. I, I, I don't know. There's a different experience to, to be had there, right? It's like going to a cinema. Like, I remember watching um, Kill Bill on the first night it came out on the, the, the showing. And the, the cinema was absolutely packed. There was not a seat free. And the atmosphere watching that movie 
was amazing. It was so strange, like there were like the audience like kind of response and like yeah. you know just the way everyone behaved in like the the the, the scaredy bits. Everyone was like suddenly all quiet, but because it was just, it was really a different experience watching it with a good group, big group of people. And I think the pub is obviously too different, right? If you're sitting at home with your dad and you're like six or seven years old and he's like, oh god, yeah, come on, we're just passing it around, just kicking it around. You know, it's different to being in a pub full of rowdy English fans. Mm. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's you've got to experience these things, right? You got to, you got to do, you got to, got to, life is about little things. Like even voting today, man, that was that was just a little different experience. That something that I haven't done before. Um, You've never voted before. Well, I have, but not in Bristol, not like for a referendum, not for a lot of different things. I went into this. Oh, so you've already voted? It was there was no one in there, right? It was literally me. There was one guy. I was like, hey, uh, is this? Do I vote here? He's like, "Yep." Who are you? I'm like, "I'm. I've got a card." Oh, well, I'm Lewis Bridley of the Yogs Cast. <laughs> yeah. oh, come in, we have a special golden. I'm 36 you. years old. I make forty five thousand dollars a year, and I'm voting Brexit. And this, this place stinks. <laughs> <laughs> I just told him my life story. Oh fuck me. Oh, fuck. So yeah, I don't know. It was nice. It was. I don't know. It's like life is sometimes a little bit about. D- different differences like your brain doesn't remember the stuff that you the repetitive stuff so you should always change yourself to do something different and get out of your comfort zone yeah and uh, not be scared because go yeah, vote cool. go watch football in the pub sniff a yeah. flower go watch football in the pub if you've never watched football in the pub accident. before go watch Fucking... an English game in a pub and sing a game in a pub and see what it's like yeah, it's horrible experience. by the way get out there and live for Christ's sake jeez yeah God damn it. Sniff a flower. Sniff a fucking... Just fucking do it. Just fucking do it. Fucking sniff a flower. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. It's okay. That's a a hallmark of a good motivational speaker, though. You just have to start yelling and really get people, like, all fired up. Yeah. I've been playing lots of um, Hearts of Iron recently. Mm. I I know Flax has as well. Uh, uh, We started again the other day, the three of us, which is pretty fun. Looking forward to playing more of that today if we get a chance. Um, And... um, You know, it's it's all about World War II, and you know, there's obviously some big players in World War II, like famous sort of uh, people uh, that were involved in and around World War II or whatever, including Hitler. And um, so I read about Hitler a little bit for whatever reason, and um, turns out he was like a really excellent um, public speaker, and he had like he employed like these things in his public speaking where at the time, like not many people did like, you know, like the psychological side of it. Um, and people thought that he was able to like brainwash crowds and stuff. Wow. Do you, do you think you could do that Lewis with your, um, Oh no. Live your I life think speech. It's, it's, it's tough, right? You've you got to give credit to the Nazis, right? They, <laughs> wow. They okay. Were, they well, were, I mean, they, we're talking they about were, public speaking. They were cool. <laughs> Right, right. The black okay. uniforms, Great. the style, yeah. the the, the okay. architecture. This uh-huh. took a, this I mean, took they... a, uh, a turn I wasn't expecting. Yeah, it's the Brindley effect. Carry on. <laughs> Go on. What are you going to say about the Nazis? Cool uniforms. Uh, yeah. I mean, you've got to understand that you know the he it, you have to be. He had some charisma, didn't he? Or else he wouldn't have been able to brainwash an entire nation. The thing nation, is, if you, you know. watch his speeches. From our perspective now, he looks mental, right? He looks yeah, absolutely he does, yeah. mental. And, and the think, things that he said were clearly mental as well. Yeah, like, you, like, just, like not even, you know, nowadays, like, you know, people have to say these really clever things, you know, that like resonate deep with people. But like the stuff he was saying at the time, and maybe it was just a sign of the time, 
was just very simple. It was like it was like storybook kind of shit. You yeah. know, it was like so this strange. is our enemy, and we will crush them. And guess what? When I say crush them, literally, that's what I mean. And that that's like the speech. But people like lapped it up. They're yeah, like, they were like, wow. Because I guess yeah, nobody yeah. really did that up to that point. Like, if you think about politics so, yeah. up to that point, they must have just gone up and said, hello, everything's fine. And everyone applauded politely. And that was the end of it. And it, I mean, like, <laughs> a lot of people have monarchies. So the king was just like, I don't even have to tell you what we're doing. I am yeah, the yeah. king and I'm still here. Wave, wave, wave. Give me your money. What's up? And Hitler goes in and goes and starts shouting a lot and waving his hand around and yeah, gesticulating yeah. wildly. And they're like, wow, this is a whole new way of speaking publicly that we've never really seen much of before. Yeah. So, I mean, it was highly effective at the time. And there was like accounts of, you know, like the Hitler youth, one, one member of the Hitler youth um, saying that he just had this way about him or this energy or stage presence or something. I don't know. Uh, but apparently by the end of it, all these kids are like tears streaming down their faces and they're doing the fucking Hail Hitlers like there's no tomorrow and stuff. And you just think, how the hell? Like, that's crazy. But I guess I at mean, the time, maybe. Yeah. They needed that. World War II is really, really interesting era of history, and it's it's filled with an absolute tragedy. Really, so many people died. There were so many of these governments that just wanted to snap up the land. You know, every, everyone was looking to poach land from someone. You know, Russia wanted a little bit of Romania, a little bit of Finland. They wanted a little bit of Poland. You know, other uh, Italy wanted little bits of the the, the areas around them. Everyone, yeah. Spain. You know. We're messing I mean, around, wanting bits and bobs of this was just and that. So popular Germany wanted at the a time bit of as well. France, just... a bit of this, and it was all very. Yeah. It was a lot of tension, and a lot of fascism was a big thing. And, and I think you know really... what I think a lot of it was the fact that it wasn't that many generations after you know all the sort of Napoleonic era and all those kind of wars, and a lot of stuff was historically this shitty bit of farmland should belong to us. And the people there kind of look like us and kind of talk like us. So we should get that back. And they're like, I think on the, I think on the German side as well, there was a lot of bitterness over World War oh, I. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was Absolutely. a lot of things that they viewed as being a bit unjust following World War I. And, and rightly so in many cases. Yeah, no, the treaty, the treaty of Versailles, they said at the time, this isn't a peace a declaration of peace. This is like a... A, a declaration war. for war or something because I mean they knew that it was just going to postpone it and that's why the French had the biggest fucking army in the world at that time it was fucking huge yeah. and then, then, then you know it was like I think the problem was that they knew the war was coming but everyone was kind of hoping it wouldn't and they sort of kept trying to appease Hitler and saying well maybe if we just let him you know give him a bit of Poland or maybe if we just let him nick big chunks of Czechoslovakia everything will be fine and and it wasn't it was just yeah I mean I think what was interesting for me about it is that is, it was the last era when you could have a war that wouldn't just end the planet, you know? Like, you could yeah, have a yeah, war of that yeah. size involving that many countries and the entire world, and it wouldn't just end up as a molten slag of, of lava. Right, yeah. Would, I mean, nowadays, it, it wouldn't be, you know, World War One, the trench warfare, and it was very much, uh, you know, centered around, um, you know, people sitting in a trench and then um, repeatedly World sort of War trying to One, charge another trench. Tactics hadn't kept up with technology yeah, basically yeah. um whereas world war, but world war ii was was a bit more refined in in that you know tanks and 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 planes and, yeah. and ships played a bigger part obviously but it was still very much land battles you know there was still massive amounts of troops marching around um claiming sort of territory and 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 this and that like yeah. a lot of like the the big big battles were 
were land-based battles involving like, you know, regiments and regiments of troops and stuff. But nowadays, obviously, that, that wouldn't be the case. It would just be drones bombing people remotely yeah. from somebody's basement. Also, and, if, if you put you know, that many troops in the field, they'd just get nuked or just they'd just get much, bombed yeah. to shit. It would be, well, yeah. what's the point? I mean, whereas back yeah. then, the planes had to fly slowly overhead and, you know... You didn't have, uh, right, you didn't have the kind of ground-to-air missiles and all that kind of stuff. But I think that, I, I remember reading that if there was a, a war, like modern war with all the technology we've got, that the life expectancy of like the average soldier would be like a minute. Because the moment the battle yeah, starts, it would just much. be like, everybody just drops everything and it's like, okay, well, GG. Well, that's what they said about World War II. The average lifespan of a tank in World War II was three minutes. Um, Once the fight started. In combat, Not just yeah. once it rolled off the production line. That would be a problem. We should stop making these things, guys. <laughs> yeah. just we apart. can't even get these things out the front door. <laughs> just keep blowing up. What the hell? Oh, man. Oh, yeah, it's interesting. It's, it, it's such a huge conflict, though, that there's always something new to read about. Honestly, World it's War II. Crazy. Yeah. It's so cool. Like, Well, the best, best things I like about World War II is that World War II was won with British intelligence, American steel, and Russian blood. So many people died. So many Russians died. I think Hitler. I think. I, I think honestly, like, it's, it's, it's horrible to think about the numbers. There's a really good video that came out a while ago, a sort of demographic type thing of just how many people died in World War II yeah. and how many of them were Russians. Oh, it's like, I think all, all told, a civilian and military is like like across the world, it's like 50 million it, or something. I think it was 60. It's, it's about 60 million. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's crazy. Terrible. It's just I mean, like a uh, massive if it wasn't toll. For, I mean, people think World War II, you know, was won by, you know, the UK and, and France and America, whereas really it was kind of won by Russia just being unbelievably cruel to their people. It was it was Stalin willing to go to the most extreme lengths to sacrifice a generation of Russian yeah. men yeah. to you know an un, a holy amount. The one thing that Hitler failed to do really was that he underestimated the cruelty of Stalin. That and you know what, what you know what else the they war. underestimated was the 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 willingness of the Russian people to to fight like that. Like, yeah, it wasn't just it's not like him just saying, let's do this, but everybody doing it. Because, I mean, one, there were a number of things that the Germans found out when they, they started the Eastern Front. They won really quickly. And they, like Hitler's plan was, we'll just live off the land. Like they, he literally thought they could just live off the land. And yeah, wait. Like, like Russia was meant to be like their, their granary. Yeah. And <laughs> or, they just burnt it like, all. And then yeah. every time they caught up to some Russians and surrounded them, instead of just giving up like the French did, because they were like defeatist, the Russians are like, we will fight till we have literally out of bullets and then we'll just fight with our hands. Yeah, I mean, Russia had the buddy system too, right? They didn't even have the equipment. It was like one gun for two guys. Like when when, when one guy died, the other guy would just pick up his gun and Incredible. carry on sort of thing. Like it's Yeah, it's a lot of people nuts. were just given a, a clip of ammo rather than the gun. <laughs> yeah, good luck. <laughs> just throw these bullets, <laughs> drop them from tall buildings and they hope for the They gave them bicycles with no wheels on the front forks. <laughs> yeah. Hit him in yeah. the head, but so, get him in the smells. Was, I remember talking about like pal body system. I, re I read a little bit about the PALS battalions in World War One. Yeah. So this was when um, basically it was one of these ideas that Kitchener had in World War One to get conscript people. It was that what you do is you'd sign up with all of your PALS. And so, you know, I think one of the first ones that formed was actually the London Stockbrokers Battalion, for example. Um, and there were a bunch of them formed like mostly out of local towns or local schools. And what happened was um, when some of them were, were went over the top in, in the trenches on, on some of these big battles like Ypres, um, 
they just got completely wiped out. And, you know, the entire male population of these towns was was wiped out. And Crazy. that's why now, you know, when you join up, when you sign up to the army or whenever, whatever, you get sort of randomly assigned to a, a regiment. So you might not be from... Middlesex, but you'd get signed to the Middlesex regiment. Yeah, yeah. Because if you all get assigned together, then and then your your regiment gets wiped out or whatever, you're not going to like totally. Like, screw there's just screw these over ghost one towns. Town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. But I, I, I was reading as well that apparently, like a, a lot of the the downfall of of Germany in World War Two was was Hitler was just so unwell in the end, and he was just making these terrible fucking military decisions. Like he had all these people, like top brass, that were making these decisions to like, um, you know, um, carry on through to like Moscow and stuff like that. And, and Hitler would just override them and be like, no, no, stop here and do this instead. And then they would just lose like tons of their fucking army and and everything. And and in the end, it just, it was just like these huge defeats started piling up and that was it sort of thing. He wouldn't wouldn't give them uh, winter gear because he said, now if we give them winter gear, they'll settle down for the winter. We've got to give them no winter gear so they're motivated to fight and then they'll win yeah. quicker. Stuff like that. But apparently, but apparently he was like on like all sorts of medication and, and drugs and oh, everything. God, and, yeah. and, and like a lot of people, like historians sort of think that he was just so fucking crazy in the end that like he just didn't know what he was doing. He was like, like if you put Michael Jackson in charge of a massive army. <laughs> <laughs> Very oh, charismatic man. guy, you know, great singer. But he, when it comes to tactics, he's left wanting. Yeah, well, let's look just, at look at Neverland. Let's just walk backwards, boys. <laughs> Moonwalk I back think what I, wanna, the- what I want to say is when we play games like Civ and Hearts of Iron and things like this, and, and Stellaris too, to something only oh, yeah, a 4x game where you you are sacrificing millions of men. It's 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 strange how detached you get from that. Okay, when we play it, it's, I think that's similar to how these generals and these monarchs are in their palaces. The numbers become meaningless to you after yeah. a while. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, I have no problem sending five submarines into an American fleet of like 200 ships because I'm just <laughs> like, whatever. We've got to, something's got to give here. But, you know, obviously when you when you get down to it, a bunch of guys from London are all crewing that submarine. And when that thing goes down, well, so you know, their whole town. So we're getting uh, through through this podcast, this great, I don't think we should talk too much about World War II, but if you guys love World War II like we do, you know, you should uh, just read about it on Wikipedia all day. Yeah, I don't it's know, fascinating. It's, uh, it's like, there's really like interesting books about it. And so it's, it's a really, it's it's a really complex really interesting sort of slice time. of history, but yeah, there's a lot of like really, really interesting that stuff ago, that happened. Yeah. No, not really, not really. In the grand scheme of things, no. I mean, my my mum my mum was born in 1944, and her like my her her father, so my grandfather on on her side. Or in fact, all my grandparents and all my wife's grandparents, all of our grandparents fought in one way or the other in World War Two. So it's that recent. It's just it's insane to think about it. But yeah, there's pictures of my grandfather training up. He's got like a rifle and everything like that. And he was in the air force, and he was shot down. He was Canadian. He, wow. was, he was in the Canadian air force, shot down over France, and had to escape. He must have been like the only guy because that, that the air force is so small. Uh, I mean, him. he he got yeah, it was just him. They shot him down. They're like, we've yeah. defeated the Canadian air force. He's like, I gotta get out of here. So he, yeah. he was like being chased by <laughs> Germans with dogs and stuff. And, wow, and uh, yeah, shit. he managed to get to the resistance. And what people don't like think about the resistance as being this sort of heroic band that saved everybody. Well, a lot of the time they were like, what are we gonna do with this guy? Like, well, he's kind of a liability, so we'll kill him. But he, luckily, they said, no, 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 we'll, we'll get you out. But he was worried that they were going to kill him because they do that sometimes. Rather than, yeah. you know, have this guy get captured or tortured and give up their position. They were like, we can't get you out. 
But equally, you're not French, so you're not going to be like, you know, you're not going to resist to the end and say, I will never tell you where the secret base is. You just say, if you, once they start pulling out your fingernails, you say, oh, they're in the cafe. And they'll go, oh, the cafe, why didn't we see that coming? They're in the flipping cafe. So, yeah, so he, he was able to get out, luckily. And, and then, of course, you know, have my, my dad and, and then me. Nice. So it's pretty clutch. It's pretty, pretty clutch. clutch. It could have been. GG granddad. Could have gone either way. I think like, um, you know, when you, you when you watch footage or, or you watch documentaries about World War II and they talk about, you know, some of the big battles and, and stuff like the way that the way that it's recounted and the way that it's portrayed is always in, in, a, in a certain way, obviously. But they, they almost make it seem like everybody involved just knew exactly what the fuck they were doing. And like, I don't think that that's the case in war in general. Like, I mean, if you take, take for instance, nowadays, we have all this technology and, and everything. And still, you know, like in more recent conflicts, there's been tons of friendly fire incidents. There's been miscommunication. There's been all sorts of shit. Imagine how much of that must have happened back then. You know, like when there wasn't the technology, took a long time for orders to come through or for people to like know what to do and, and stuff. Like, yeah. It must have been as a soldier, like on the front line. I bet you, I'd say like ninety five percent of the time, you just didn't know what the fuck was happening. You were yeah. probably so scared, probably just like trying not to get killed. You probably didn't know where you were being shot from half the time and stuff. And it's like it's kind of a miracle that that like you know things turned out the way that they did, and you know that we're not all fucking I don't know still living. Friendly fire accounts like for about sometimes about ten percent of deaths in battle. Because it's, it's difficult to tell who's on each side, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it's not it's not an accurate comparison, but like if you've ever been like paintballing or like airsofting or, or whatever before, like you don't know who the fuck's on your team half the time. Like you're <laughs> yeah. assuming the people behind you are on your team, um, but that may not be the case. So like it, it must be so like confusing, and it must just add like an uh, like another layer of you know uncertainty and fear on top of like the many others that are that are already there. Not you to know, mention, but like, if, if you're firing artillery, I mean, they didn't have the kind of GPS stuff that we have now. No, it was yeah. all off a It map. was all like trigonometry, right? Yeah. Like they just like sort of and had And you're to, in a plane, uh, you're flying, you don't have any of that heat-seeking stuff. You just see some some smoke from maybe a vehicle and some dudes running yeah. about and they're wearing very similar uniforms to your guys. You're like, oh, let's take a chance. They might be bad guys. They only have the notion of firing in that direction because some dudes literally ran over there to check for them like an hour before as well. You know, it's like, or or if they were lucky, maybe a plane spotted something. But yeah. you know what I mean? Like Unbelievable. It's it's kind of nuts. Like I I don't know. Like when I'm reading uh, like a lot of stuff about World War II, I think about that often. Like I it's just it's just it's just crazy to think that people managed to do something, anything, yeah, yeah, a lot of, or um, much of anything, yeah. yeah. With a lot of uh, friendly fire stuff. Oh, I I know a little bit about some of this because um, there's, there's, there was there was so me- there was one particular one I seem to remember where uh, there were some concentration camp survivors. I think like about sort of 5000 concentration camp survivors and some other prisoners of war were actually a lot of a lot of friendly fire happened by the air force and and like the luftwaffe and uh like because i think it, it was much more difficult on planes to know where you were yeah yeah and so a lot of the time they were bombing the wrong cities sometimes they would bomb they would, the anti aircraft guns would shoot down the wrong planes um and i think that they ended up bombing i think a lot of concentration camp survivors were killed about 5000 in when the RAF bombed some of the wrong wrong boats which is a really a bad way to go i think crikey if you've managed to survive the holocaust only to get 
killed by friendly fire. Yeah, it's a, there's a lot of it doesn't get much worse hell. than that. There's so no. much tragedy. There's a, there's a couple of really good sort of like anti-war books, uh, and not not like from a propaganda point of view, but it's you know it's like people who have. Um, you know, either been in combat or or in a war before, uh, who are sort of recounting through a story, um, some part of of war, like like Catch Twenty Two. I don't know if you ever read that, but it's like it's a very sort of like you know, war is is crazy, and it, it's not something that should be looked back on as being cool or anything like that. Yeah. Like, and all the characters are nuts. Uh, and insane and nobody knows what they're doing and everybody's like so scared of doing anything and dreading like their next orders and stuff it, it's an excellent book if you've never read catch 22 yeah it is totally worth reading um there's there's more as well but catch 22 definitely like sort of comes to mind as you know I, a, I do kind of wonder when one. we talk about um world war ii we're always talking about oh they should have done this like obviously with hindsight obviously that is easy but even then people talk about what should have happened and what should have been done i think there's going to be a lot of arguments against the stuff we say too right i think like we are not of course not historians we're just passionate we're just people who i think we just have a lot of just played a lot of hearts of iron four recently so it's topical for us (laughs) and so yeah I, i mean it is a really interesting period of history um and Man, like one of the things, another another thing that people always sort of criticise old Neville Chamberlain, right? And they say, oh, you know, he tried to appease Hitler and all this stuff. But I read a thing that said that actually, you know, while he was trying to appease Hitler and this, this, he he was actually like mobilising the country, you know, in preparation for war, and he was almost like just using it as a delaying tactic. And then when Churchill um, took over as wartime prime minister, he was still doing all the civilian prime ministering and was actually a real integral part of the war. And I think people give sometimes give Chamberlain a bit of a bad rep, yeah. but apparently he was a good man. Good for so, him. Yeah. Good old Nev. Good for him. Always good liked old him. Nev. Yeah. Always liked him. Yeah. Churchill got all the glory, but, you know, fucking... Don't somebody forget had the to Nev, like, Nev. Somebody had yeah. to keep the, keep the power on at home, and that was Nev. Doing exactly. it by himself. Literally attached oh. wires to his head. On a, he was on a bicycle. And sacrificed himself <laughs> for Britain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So have you guys um, any, played any other games this week? Um, I've been playing Prison Architect a lot. Yeah, um, I saw your series. In, it, I've been recording it and playing it in my spare time. Uh, I've been playing a bit of that. Um, Overwatch, I've stopped playing now. I've just sort of gravitated away from it, as as you do with games sometimes. Uh, it was I was like excited enough to play it when it came out, but it's it's very sort of samey after a while, and I just sort of there was other stuff coming out, so I picked that up instead. But yeah, Hearts of Iron Four and um, and Prison Architect have been my my big ones mm. recently for sure. I've actually been playing um, quite a bit of uh, Overwatch um, with with uh, some of the, the the subs that I know from from my channel. Um, so we've got enough people now that we can have like a regular in-house, oh, cool. which is a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we also just yeah we queue in pubs and stuff, and we're all on Discord. It is it is just like Dota in that if you play it solo or just with like two people going into a stack, for me it's not fun. No. For me, the fun is the team aspect of it, and I've it's actually yeah, in yeah. a weird way has got me back into Dota because I've been playing a lot of Dota lately as well. Um, nice. And I just I I missed both of those that that sort of multiplayer experience where, where it's live because i have been playing so many strategy games and you kind of feel like you can pause it you can think and i like that but i also like the immediate sort of response you have to have to a good game of dota or overwatch or something so i've been doing a lot of that i played uh, a lot of hearthstone actually at the weekend i got to 
I just I sometimes I kick up Hearthstone and I just sort of play a deck that I that I think's interesting and see how it performs. And I found a deck that I really enjoyed playing, which was the um I really like Yogg-Saron oh. and I really like the uh hunter card lock and load. So I played a deck that I found that's a uh, online that's apparently it's like legend quality mm. um i managed to carry it to like rank three which is like the highest i've ever been in hearthstone so wow, that's I'm, pretty good. I'm pretty pleased with that Congrats. achievement yeah, and then nice. i sort of uh, dropped down a little bit and played some other decks and and dropped down a bit more but yeah i i really enjoyed getting up there and, uh, and having a good time I, I felt like i felt like that was a little bit of an achievement for me you know i'm not i don't consider myself to be a good hearthstone player i think that but I, I think that's for some reason that deck just I, I knew how to play it. Mm. And so I, I piloted it like fairly comfortably. I know I just enjoyed it for some reason. I, and, you know, inevitably, like it got to a point where some bullshit happened and I just hit the X in the corner. I was like, no, I'm done with Hearthstone. Yeah. And so I've, yeah. I've not played it for like five days since I did that. <laughs> uh, nice. uh, but, you know, I, I'm looking forward to like, it's weird how... I, I come, I come back to it sometimes, get into it for a little bit, and then abandon it again. And man, I'm, I'm still slightly excited for for new cards and new expansions. It's weird. Yeah. Well, we're going I to like BlizzCon it. in a couple of months, so they'll, yeah, they'll definitely be a, some sort of Hearthstone announcement. I wonder there if that'll be the... when they do the Overwatch new hero as well, because there's been apparently a lot of uh, hints at that. Probably, yeah. Companies yeah. love that big sort of grand reveal, don't they? Well, Blizzard especially. Yeah, they do. They, they love it. Like yeah. uh, Valve do as well with with Dota and stuff. Like with the yeah. with CSGO, they haven't really done that yet. Like when they released that stupid Magnum gun that was horribly overpowered for like one patch, they oh, just sort yeah. of put it out. Yeah. But with Dota, when they did techies, it, they used the all-star match at TI. To like showcase them and, and there stuff. was techies yeah. like revealed. They had like explosions in the arena and everything. It was like, it was huge and everybody was losing their mind. Yeah. It's a different kind of game, game though. People get attached to different heroes and True. stuff. I guess CSGO is a bit, it's a bit more of a mechanical game, isn't it? You just like jump in and shoot dudes and you have to have that like reflex and skill or whatever. I Maybe you don't care done, so much about. They could have done a similar announcement with that pistol or something like that. Though. I think they could yeah. have done. But Gabe I just Neal don't think walks it was... on stage, whips out a magnum. Everybody <laughs> screams and panics, and he's like, "It's okay." Yeah. And he just fires this one's going to be in the game, it's guys. Game. Don't worry, I'm not going to be shooting anyone today, <laughs> but maybe tomorrow. <laughs> don't worry, guys. I'm not mad. I just had a bicycle fall onto my head when I was yeah. eight, and now I have no kind of self consciousness. And for some reason, I can't. I can't say something once. I have to say it two times. Ever since the bike landed <laughs> on my head, so uh, every every joke. Every Ever gets wrapped wrapped into that one. Um, do we? Do you want to do one question before we go? Sure, sure. sure. All right. This one is courtesy of Charmaine. Uh, she asks, "Which of you three is the best at DIY?" It's a pretty good question. Yeah, it's good probably question. better than most. Anyway, that's a good question. I think that I'm probably better at DIY than Lewis, and I'm unsure of Peary and Flax's DIY skills. So similar, I've, similar boat. I, I also feel that I would be better at DIY than Lewis because I don't think he's had the exper- the exposure to it and the need yeah. for it, having lived in rented accommodation for so very That's long. That's it. That's true. Yeah, I think with oh, yeah. me, DIY is something that I'm I'm handy enough if I put my mind to it, yeah. but I'm so fucking lazy Same. and I procrastinate so fucking hard that when I finally do get around doing it, uh, I'll rush through it and that'll do sort of thing yeah 
you know, if it doesn't go perfectly. But yeah, um, I mean, I've got I've got a lot of tools. Like I've got like uh, I've got a, I mean, de- I own a sledgehammer. I own a pickaxe. I own a, one of those nice. one of those planes. You know, where you can plane wood down and stuff like that for sort. Whoa, okay. For the I've got a hammer drill. I've got like a nice. really high powered hammer drill for drilling into concrete. But so I feel like if you have the tools you're enthused about the work. Like, for instance, if something comes along and, and Mrs. F is like, we really need to fix the so-and-so, I'm like, hmm, I may have to buy a tool for this. And then yeah. I, I want to try it out. So then it sort of motivates me more than if I just have, like all the stuff, the tools I've got lying around, they get used once and then I put off the jobs that they could do yeah. for months and months and months. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much. I mean, I have the... Um I have the soft, uncalloused hands of a man who's never done a day's work. In <laughs> you his don't, life. You've never experienced the joy of a cordless power drill because honestly, they're pretty sweet. I've, I've lived in relative accommodation or not my own accommodation or very, my parents are very protective over the accommodation that they have. I, I, I've almost been conditioned to be super paranoid about putting drilling something into a wall you know it's almost like right. if you drill this into the wall you'll drill through an electric cable and you electrocute yourself or you'll drill through a gas line and burn the house down or you'll fucking have to pay the the, the you lose all your deposit or you know all this or that or, or i'm just terrified to do diy and so i think that when i eventually do get a house i never will right because i've just unfortunately spent 32 three years never fucking being paranoid and terrified of, of doing anything yeah and i could compare this to like someone I, I don't know i think it's to do with like i think sometimes you can tell a lot about someone from the daytime tv shows that they watch okay because terps loves to watch homes under the hammer he watches like all of these diy shows and stuff and he learns all the tips and tricks and he's really interested in doing sanding down his floor and building a fireplace and putting up a shelf and you know installing a window himself or you know fixing the plumbing he's he's really handy yeah um and as a res- and, and you can tell from the, the TV shows that he watches. Do you know what I like to watch as my like secret daytime TV QI? Loose thing. Women, Antiques Roadshow, and like Bargain oh, Hunt. I think they're God. quite chilled. They're a bit weird. Like you get to like look at all this tat that they like to buy and like sh- and sell it for a profit. I don't know. I feel like I'm the person you would have a house and fill it with tat. Mm. I mean, currently I don't have anything. No, I mean, but I've I seen like, your house. You don't have anything. I live anything. vicariously. Like, it's yeah. almost like I don't need to buy any tat because I watch TV shows with, with lots of people who have a lot of tat. Mm. It's like when you when you buy, when you you buy watch a video about unboxing like a, 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 a an Easter egg or whatever, you don't need that anymore because you've seen it, right? You've experienced yeah. that vicariously through YouTube. That's why these unboxing channels are so popular because once people have seen it unboxed, they lose a lot of the passion for it. They're like, oh, well, I've seen that. I've taken, you know, it's not as cool anymore, is it? I don't really want the weird 3D camera or whatever. I just want to see what it looks like, you know. And so I think consumerism is is suffering mm. because of YouTube unboxing, which is good uh, in, a, in a sense, probably not good for the economy. But I also think it, it allows people to live without the need for so much crap. Anyway, that's how I feel. What's your guilty daytime TV thing and what does that say about you, PFLAX? Um, I, I honestly don't watch much television live. So, mm. what, well, no, I don't watch any TV live at all. I only watch be- live TV in the morning, and that's when I have a baby sleeping on my lap while my wife is like getting ready, um, because that's like the only chance she has to like have a shower right. without 
you know, a, a imagine you were like crying. tabbing through the channels, right? And there was like Matlock, and there was like uh, you know diagnosis murder, and there's yeah. CSI, and there's storage wars, and there's American like pickers. I've and been then watching. Like, I've which been one watching, are you going to go for? Uh, Frasier. Oh recently, yeah, baby. Because okay. it's on uh, it's on Channel Four at, around the right time mm. for um. For I don't the baby think I can sleep. read too much into you from liking one of the best comedy sitcoms of the last ten years. Twenty. I years, know. So. I think I've seen every episode as well. It's I, really uh, yeah. funny. But after Frasier is done. Undercover Boss comes on, and I, I don't normally change the channel, so that Do you means watch that the I kind of like it. It's not on at like ten in the morning, so Undercover Boss just comes on after Frasier. Frasier, I'll sit there and actually sort of half pay attention to while I'm farting around on my iPad while the baby's sleeping, and then Undercover Boss. Similarly, it'll come on and. Occasionally, it'll be, you know, somebody who runs a casino or something like that. And you're like, yeah, like half watch it. But that's about the only TV I really watch. Yeah. I can't stand certain things. Like, I can't watch The Apprentice. A lot of people go on about it, but I really can't. I watched it. I think I watched like the first like two seasons of it. When it was was out, like when it just came out and it was like the big thing, I was like, well, I'll check it out or whatever. I didn't mind it, but I wouldn't watch like fucking 10 years of that show. Like, Jesus. I I think the the thing um, is like, like Sips, when when I had little kids and was forced to sit in the house watching television, and they can't watch it. Like this is before the age when yeah. they can really watch it. So I'd be watching stuff, and I would also watch. Like I watched Frasier from episode one to the very end in sequence because they were on Channel Four like twice a day, and and you, if you timed it right, you could watch them all. So yeah. I watched the whole run. I watched the whole run of Star Trek: Next Generation. I watched the whole run of Classic Trek. What else did I watch? There was another series I watched the entire thing, like the whole. Everybody loves Raymond. That's on God, Channel no, Four I too all the time. Yeah, it's show. pretty bad. Did you watch Deep Space Nine? It's bad, but I watch it. Like if it's on, it, like it's it's it's, it's okay enough to have it on in the background. Yeah, it's not offensive. It's, it's just not it's funny. Terrible. It's just kind of. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's really bad. Jesus, I mean, what is? I wonder if he's going to make a joke about his wife or his mother this episode. Yeah, you know, that's like the entire show. And then it's one of those shows. You know the way shows build up a language with the audience, and they know the characters so well that the joke is just like seeing the character. Yeah, like for instance, there, there's some episodes of Seinfeld where if you're not a Seinfeld fan, Kramer coming into shot or, or George or someone like that coming into shot. We know the characters. The joke is evident because we know them. Yeah. So I feel like Everybody Loves Raymond is the kind of show that, because I never watched it and I hate it, I'll watch a random episode and he'll be having what seems like a bland conversation. Then in walks his brother, Robert. Yeah. And the audience Doing goes that gormless nuts. fucking yeah, he's got that dumb shit goes, that he does. Raymond. Yeah. And, and I'm just, and they're all killing oh, themselves laughing. Raymond again with that fucking deep voice and, I, and I stuff. Just, I just, yeah. to me, I'm like, maybe I just don't get the show that seeing Raymond and, and his brother just looking at each other is itself hysterically funny. I don't know. I kind of feel yeah. like if you really like Everybody Loves Raymond, you're probably a big fan of shows like Ellen's. I don't know. Like Seinfeld had fucking recurring characters as well that were just pretty funny, like Putty and like Kenny Benya. Yeah, and yeah. Like, you know, they were funny enough that like even if you didn't watch the show, they yeah. were just like entertaining enough to see sort the of best, thing. Jerry, like, the best, Jerry, the best. I mean, I, that's, that's literally my favorite sitcom of all time. I, 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 no, I watch it all the time. I love that show. Yeah. It's very good. Seinfeld's the best. Uh, and what about uh, Big Bang Theory? How, where do you guys sit on that? I, wanna ki- I, I want cannot, to kill it and everyone involved I with it. I cannot stand it. It's just a show for millennials, basically. 
<laughs> no, it is though. Right. Like it's fucking garbage. And right, and on that bombshell, we are going to leave you. Uh, thank you for listening to Travels Podcast this week. Um, we will see you. <laughs> Don't all. hate me for not liking the Big Bang Theory. Next time, please. I, I hate it too. Spread the spread the hate. We all hate the all show right. equally. Don't target Sips with your fucking. Wait, Lewis, love. No, we, you... I hate it also. Oh, yep. do you? We all oh, okay. hate it. Piece of shit yeah. show. All right, it's garbage. Bye. Love you all. Bye. Duncan likes it though. <laughs> <laughs> of course he fucking does. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs>